Welcome to the Point Noted Podcast with your host, Johnny B, and co-host who shows up whenever he wants to, former NFL player, Rashad Barksdale. It's raw, unfiltered, and no topic is off-limit. We talk sports, entertainment, culture, and a whole lot of random shit. Let's get to the point. Okay, Point Noted Podcast. You're hanging out with your host, Johnny B. And today we have NASCAR reporter on the show, Bob Pockers. Bob, how are you? I'm doing great, Johnny. How are you? Very well, very well. So we had a little technical difficulty, but it sounds perfect right now. I don't want to jinx it, so I got to knock on woods, right? <laughs> Let's just you keep know. going. Let's just keep going, right? I just keep <laughs> like going. a NASCAR, just keep going and going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going and going. Don't even worry about stopping. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of questions for you about NASCAR. Um, so I remember watching for the first time I seen it. I think I was a teenager when I saw it on TV. And like probably everybody else is ignorant to the sport. My first thought, why, like, why is this? Why are people there watching cars just going in circles and just like, and then I, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, how do you win? If somebody's already in front, you're not going to get it. Because it seems like no one ever passes each other if you watch it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on TV. Like, did you ever get those like guys you're telling you, like, I don't understand why are they watching? Yeah, man. You, you get the the only thing more boring than going around than driving around in circles is watching people drive around in circles, right? Right, right. You know, that's, uh, but the thing about NASCAR is that in some ways it's a soap opera that masquerades as a sport. Because okay. once you start knowing who the, you know, who the kind of the good guys are and the who are the kind of the rougher drivers and the drivers who are trying to drive to save their jobs and who's about to get hired and who's about to get fired. And if you're into cars, you might be into, you know, Chevrolets or into Fords and who's driving those. So it, it's, it, it takes a while to, to, you know, sometimes kind of get used to sport or kind of find out, you know, kind of figure out who you want to root for. It's, it's not like there's, uh, it's not like you're growing up with a hometown team that everybody right. around you is rooting for the, for the same group of players. Right. Right. Okay. So, okay. So now that makes sense. Um, so then when we're talking about the cars, because you're either rooting for, well, you're rooting for the driver and then you're rooting for the car. Um, is there like a better car to have? Like, because I would think, obviously, they all have to have the same type of, uh, they all have the same requirements, right? Like you can't, your car cannot be able to go 60 miles an hour in five seconds. Another car will only go in two seconds. Like that doesn't seem fair, right? So like what makes the cars better? Well, they're close to being the same, but like each, uh, each manufacturer, their, their body style is just a little bit different. And right. so like when they test them in what's called a wind tunnel, the, the numbers are kind of the same, but they still may react a little bit different. Little bit different. And okay. so that, uh, that can create a difference. Then also there's about four or five different engine builders and, okay. and they, you know, they can work with some different parts and pieces that can, can make the engines, their engines a little bit better. And sometimes your engine may be better in a certain situation, but not as good in another situation. Hmm. Yeah, and I heard there's literally nothing uh, besides the driver's seat in the in the race car. Have you been in one? What does it look like on the inside? Yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty much a driver's seat, and then you know, and then a lot of uh, tubing and piping. Uh, you know, as far as the as far as like a cage to keep the driver safe. Right. Uh, the the driver actually. The, 
pro drivers have seats that are kind of molded to them, like inserts that they put inside the seat itself. So it's very form fitting. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, th th they do have a digital dashboard that they're required to have. So maybe it looks a little bit, uh, maybe like some passenger cars, but, uh, beyond that and, uh, uh, some, you know, they, they do have fuel injection and some power steering, but beyond that, uh, not, not too similar. Wow. And currently you are in, in Harlem, uh, but you report on NASCAR. Are you from New York? Uh, originally my family is, but, uh, my wife works up in, in the city. And so, you know, in quote unquote normal times, you know, there, there's planes right. and fly to the, would fly be flying back and forth to, uh, to all the races. Nice. Nice. How'd you get into NASCAR? How'd you get into racing? I, uh, my first job was in Daytona beach, Florida. And oh. if you know anything about Daytona beach, it's, uh, in the Daytona 500. Right. And so that, uh, that, you know, I'm a sports writer down there covering, uh, covering a lot of schools and colleges, colleges there. And, uh, also was doing, doing some NASCAR. I'm from Indianapolis originally. So that I have town. a little bit of auto racing in my, uh, well, I guess I moved there when I was 10, but I haven't, was there long enough to have it. Right. Uh, to be a hometown. Right. Exactly. Exactly. To have a little bit of racing in my blood. Right. Naptown always shout out to uh, all my Naptown fans out there. Uh, I drove, I actually, I drove from New York to Indy, um, to, you know, for, uh, to, uh, to go see my mother. So it's, uh, what about 11 hours drive? Uh, so I was just there two, three weeks ago. Um, and then there's a week after I came back, you know, the number went up over there. COVID numbers started spiking up and now everybody has to wear a mask. So in a way, I'm kind of glad <laughs> I went when it was low. Cause when I was there, no one was really wearing masks. Um, I got a chance to go to the gym because the gyms are not open in New York. So I got a chance to go to the gym up there and they were open. Like after the people in there had masks on, they were to have, didn't really have anything on. Uh, so it was kind of sad to hear a week after all of that, the numbers went back up again. So shout out to that yeah. town. Right. Yeah. Well, it's uh, hopefully they can, hopefully all the areas that have growing numbers can, they can wear masks and hopefully, right. um, you know, get it get it under control you know it's well supposedly uh, there's a there's the vaccination now out there that has been uh close to being pushed out i'm not sure if you heard about that um i think they said the u.s government has uh uh ordered uh to pay about 1.9 billion dollars to to visa to uh make some vaccination available for us uh but we're only getting 100 million and i know we have over 500 million people so i'm not sure how we're gonna you know, how we're going to actually distribute those medicines. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, um, it, it, you know, and the question will be, if if you've had the virus, do you, you know, can you get it again? And will people say, well, if you've had the virus, should, should, should they not get the vaccine first? I don't want to be the one making that decision. Oh, I'll say right now, you shouldn't. <laughs> if you've had it and you didn't die, you're good. My man, you're good. You can wait for the next round. Come on, you can wait for the next round. Get out of the line. Let somebody else take the, take the vaccination. Sit down somewhere and drink some more tea. You know, so. But, um, so yeah, jumping back in here uh, into, uh, into NASCAR. Uh, you know, you mentioned, obviously, it's not, it's not state by state and all of that. And being from Indiana, you know, the Indy 500, is that the biggest race? 
the Indy 500, which is not NASCAR, but the Indy cars is, you know, I, I mean, I view it as the biggest race in the world. Right. Uh, NASCAR does race at Indianapolis, in Indianapolis as well. Brickyard, right? That's the Brickyard. Yeah, the Brickyard. The Brickyard, yep. okay. Uh, so is Daytona the biggest one for NASCAR? It is. It okay. is, uh, you know, because of, I think we would say because of the history and also because it pays about two to three times more than any of the others. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. That that I can understand. <laughs> well, if you pay that much money, is there a lot of crashes that happen? A lot of crashes happen at Daytona just because of the way the, the, the way they, okay. they race there. They race in those packs, uh, just kind of the, the way the track is built with the banking. They, they all are able to run up right up against each other. And so when, when one gets, uh, when one gets out of, um, when one gets loose or gets, uh, spun around it tends to collect uh four five six others right right um so prior to covid and you covering um nascar did you get a chance to go to pretty much all the games that you i mean all the racing that you're covering or were you just able to like just cover something this obviously now with covid you have to do from distance right yeah no before i was going to uh you know virtually every race maybe miss a few each year i think last year i missed one Okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's going to all of them. But uh, since since uh, COVID, um, I've been to, I went to the two races at Pocono, and right. you the they, there's no reporter access except for the like the pit reporter during the broadcast. Uh, so the the reporters are required to stay in the press box. So you're just right. pretty much just sitting there, and then you're on the Zoom call like you would be at home afterward. <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing now, we're on Zoom. That's right. Um, so what's the biggest difference, though? Like, you know, having to do your coverage from home compared to being at the press box. Uh, I've been at the press box before for the Yankees uh, covering the soccer game. And I listen, the best part, and I'm going to say this right now, the best part of covering uh, the soccer game at Yankee Stadium was the press, uh, the media, uh, the lunch, the food that it had. It was amazing. I know it's, it's terrible for me to think that was the best thing, but that was. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, they had. I thought they had an excellent choice of food for all the media members that were there. Like, do you get that? Or you go somewhere and be like, what, what, well, the, the the food varies from from place to place, and uh, I I eat close to a vegan diet, so I'm okay. I'm often bringing my food. But uh, uh, it's I, I would say the difference is is that you know if you're even if you're in the press box for um, you know for uh, for like a soccer game you know maybe you would see a couple of team executives up there or or right. you'd run into people who can give you information and right. literally you know when you know when you're sitting in the press box you're there's you know the all the nascar officials you know one stopped in for one minute but you know they're supposed to be trying to stay in their little separate section you know they're trying not to have any sort of interaction with you know people that they're not supposed to and so i think the, the biggest challenge from a media standpoint is just being able to talk to people, uh, you know, normally in NASCAR, I would have access to walk around the garages and talk to crew members as they, you know, if they were on a break or if they were waiting for somebody to get something else done with the car. And, uh, and now you just, you, you don't have that. So you don't have the, uh, the ability to, you know, see things firsthand as well as, you know, maybe get the insight that you feel like you need. I'm sure that'll, that'll happen in, you know, many other sports too, where if, especially the ones without bubbles where 
you know, the reporters are pretty much kept away from the athletes the entire time. There's just no, there's no interaction to really get an idea of how, of how kind of things, things are going. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely tough. I was just looking at the, uh, the NBA games on TV and they have the players sitting six feet apart. Uh, you know, the coaches are sitting six feet apart and, and, and I understand, you know, the optics of it, right. What it looks like on TV. But when I look at that, you know, I'm thinking, but these same players are out there smacking each other, you know, they're breathing on each other. I mean, it's basketball. It's a contact the whole time. So what's the point of really sitting out there and keeping six feet apart when you got to go out on the court and you're being all over each other? Like, I get the optic, but for me, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, I would guess you're, you're trying to – prevent it when you can, but know that there's certain parts of the game that, uh, that obviously it's, uh, you know, they're wearing masks just wouldn't be and, and staying six feet apart. Isn't the, you know, just can't happen. And right. that's where NASCAR, that's where NASCAR has its advantage, right? The drivers right. are all in their cars and they're in oh. these fireproof uniforms and in yep. helmets. They're, uh, they're some of the best protective people out there. Yeah. And speaking of the NASCAR drivers, the uniforms, and they are in the car for about three to four hours for each race. And I understand they got to drink a lot of water uh, just to stay hydrated before they jump in the car. And there's rumors out there that are saying some of them actually do wear diapers to race. Is that true? Like, what's going on? That's true. There are, there are, there are a few who, uh, uh, who have used diapers. Um, just, you know, some will just go in their suit, you know, but uh, some prefer uh, to, so, so there are a couple who have, uh, prefer to uh, to to wear diapers. Um, just oh, uh, just you know, I guess it's just a a comfort thing, right? But uh, yeah, you don't. They're drinking a lot of water. A lot of them now are wearing these shirts. They're called cool shirts, where there's actually water, cold water flowing through the shirt. Okay. Uh, to try to uh, keep themselves cool right, during a race, right. and then they also have air blowing through their uh, through their helmets. Right. If you uh if you have to drive four or five hours and you can't use the restroom, what are you doing? Are you are you going on yourself or are you wearing a diaper? Me, I'm I'm gonna try to hold it. <laughs> that that be me. I, I I guess maybe the first time you, you do it, and then you decide that 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 probably help your decision. But oh, man. since I've never uh, never done it, I'd uh, I'd say I'm gonna. He's going to hold it out. I'm going to hope that I can sweat it out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually the interesting one, though. Uh, but I do wonder what the number is of the, uh, of the drivers that actually do wear diaper. So eventually. I, I was, it's just a couple from, from one couple. time. From, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I don't think there's any shame in that at all. I mean, you know, hey, I get it. You got to do what I you mean, whatever to do. makes you, whatever allows you to perform the best, right? Exactly. That would be, and that, it's about that winning, would be, right? Right. You know, <laughs> If you're if you're if you're staying victory lane, you know if you're wearing a diaper or not, if you're in victory lane, hey, wear it some more. Yeah. Wear it every time. It might be a lucky charm. Um, so right now, I know you mentioned earlier about uh, you know supporting drivers just based on the personality out. And you know NASCAR is really more about personality and the drama that's you know that surrounds teams and players. Um, so right now, who is the most hated uh, driver? I would say the most hated driver is probably Kyle Busch because he, he's either he's loved or hated. But I would say, for, as far as fans go, he's still he's probably the most uh, hated one because 
you know, he's talented. He races a lot. He wins a lot of the NASCAR. You, you can run in, in like some of like what would be considered like AAA and double A. Uh-huh. And he runs some of those races and wins and people don't like it. But, you know, he's the guy who they asked him how he took a wrecked car and finished the fourth the other day. And his answer was KFB. And his name is Kyle Bush, so you can figure what the first and last oh, were. And I assume oh. you can figure out what the, what the oh, F in the middle means. Okay. So. Kyle fucking Bush. I get it. Yeah. Okay. My man, I like that swagger. Um, but listen, so how come you can run, you know, in the Cup Series, which is the top series, I believe, and then you can go run in the minor leagues or the junior leagues and still do that and over and over again. Shouldn't there be a limit of how many races you can run if you go down there? There are, there is now the limit is, uh, I think for anybody with more than three years in the big leagues, it's a, uh, if you're not full time in the, and going back in the minors per se, then you you're limited to five races. Do you think that's enough or is that too much? Um, I, I'm mixed. I, uh, I would prefer, that uh, that maybe you'd be allowed to run more if uh, if that car runs the rest of the year with a young driver, like okay. you know. So if you can encourage a sponsor to say, "Hey, give us a little extra money," uh, this this guy in the, from the big leagues will run eight, ten races, but you've got to support this young guy for you know for the other twenty three races. Okay. Then I think it, it, I think that's okay because you wanna you want to be able to boost a, a young driver and connect them with a sponsor as well. Okay. So in the, in the minor leagues, we'll call it that, or the D league, uh, is there enough sponsors there to actually get the little guys to get up to the, to the top series or somebody from the cup series, the teams from there needs to come down there and start pushing drivers. Uh, it's a mix. There, there's young drivers who are, who are so good that some of the big teams, you know, have teams in the, in, in these uh, development minor leagues and they f- help find sponsors for them. But there's also a certain number of drivers who it's, it's kind of pay to play, you know, if, if they okay. can, if a driver can find a sponsor either through family or through uh, friends or is maybe good enough locally that, that somebody wants to support them, they can bring a sponsor and, 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 and say, Hey, I want uh, they pretty much, you know, go to any team if they, depending on the amount of money they have. Mm, interesting. Can you find a can you find a local team? Uh, pretty much every state, or is there is there a certain state where you need to be if you want to be a NASCAR uh, race car driver? Virtually every team is is based in North Carolina in the Charlotte area. Some are okay. there's some across the border in South Carolina. There's a few in what's called the Truck Series, which is kind of the Double A uh, that are you know there's one team in Georgia, you know, and and couple others outside of the Carolinas but uh there's one team in Ohio but mostly they're they're based in the Charlotte area okay so then once you start getting into driving and you decide that you want to be a race car driver you really need to move to one of those states you you pretty much if you if you want to ride you're gonna have to move to North Carolina North Carolina is where it is what's the uh and what's the race out there what's the top one out there we have the Daytona in Florida we have the Brickyard in Indy uh, what's the race out there in North Carolina? The the nor- biggest North Carolina race would be the uh, the World Six Hundred, the Six Hundred Mile Race. Uh, that's typically a Memorial Day weekend. Typically, after uh, you know, it usually comes on a couple hours after the uh, Indianapolis Five Hundred. Six hundred miles. Yeah, it's a long race. 
little over, over four hours. That take? Little, that's little, it? Over four hours? Well, I guess if yeah. you're going 200 some miles per hour, it shouldn't take you more than five hours, huh? Yeah, uh, it's it's a little it's a little shorter than five hours. Usually, it's a, about four fifteen to four and a half. It's a long race. They only do one six hundred mile race. Thank goodness. Wow, wow, six hundred miles. I think driving from New York to uh, to Indianapolis was about six hundred something miles. So, and I think that took me ten to eleven hours. Yeah, and depending on... And I wasn't uh, driving speed limit either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had, I had to and hit you the stopped guards. to go to the bathroom. You didn't need a diaper. Right, no, no diaper. <laughs> I had to stop at least three times, get gas, use direction, get something to eat, uh, get some energy drink, you know. Um, so a little bit of that. Um, but man, 600 miles, that's a... Wow, that's, that's, a, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of running around in circles to do. Um, have you ever you ever drove one before? You ever had a chance no, to drive one of those NASCAR cars? I mean, I, I've I've ridden like there's some that are like two seaters, like where where they give you where they can give you rides around to kind of get the feel. But uh, I've never driven one. You know, those who can't ride, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Man, um, so if Kyle Busch is the most hated, and I know he has a brother, right? Was it Court? Kurt. Okay, Kurt. Uh, so if Kyle is the most hated driver. Who's the most loved ones? Who does everybody just love to be on that team, just to root for? I think back then it used to be Jimmy Johnson and Jeff. Yeah, Gale. I mean, well, it was like Dale Jr. Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr. Right, was right. the biggest one. Um, you know, I would say it's probably Chase Elliott. Chase He's Elliott. the son of a NASCAR Hall of Famer, Bill Elliott. Bill Elliott, right. Um, and uh, he, he's kind of the most popular guy. Jimmy, it's his last full-time year. Uh, I think that – that makes people like him more, right? Because okay, yeah. <laughs> even, even if you didn't like him before, he hasn't won in, a, in like 110 races. So you yeah. count, so he'd win. And even people who didn't like him would probably We're still be a little bit happy. happy. Just, yeah. you know, just, hey, in your final year. You so what win. happened there, though? Like, because so in, in soccer or basketball, even baseball, you know, we say fighters time and you can see the slowness and, you know, just reaction time. But so what happened there? Because there was a point where Jimmy was winning pretty much everything. Uh, it might have been uh, what, five years ago. Where he yeah, I mean he 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 won uh, five straight titles from 2016 to 2010, and he won right. two more. You know, in the first you know I think what 2013 and 2016 and uh, or 2012 and 2016 and right. 2013 16. But um, you know, it's funny. I I asked him once. I said, you know, he's so good. He's so good at. Uh, at driving a car that's loose, which means like when you want to turn it, that uh, it wants to spin out. Mm. And I was like, man, you, you're so good at that. I go, you know, maybe since you're just a little bit older, have you just lost, you know, that just little bit of edge that you need? Right. And, you know, he looked at me like I had two heads, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think it, 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 drivers go through, the thing is, is that they often say that there's a guy who David Smith, who, who really does analytics. And he says, he sees that drivers are their best, like in their late thirties because okay. they, 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 because they, it just takes so long to be kind to drive smartly, you know, okay. to, to, to not, to know exactly where the line is. But uh, I think Jimmy has, I mean, I think he's a great talent still, mm. but I think he has just his, 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 I want to say it's his reflexes, but just his 
innate sense. Maybe. I think it's just his innate sense of driving these cars on, on the edge. Uh, it has he's just lost a little bit of it, and bit. Um, okay. that's you know, and and that just happens. You know, it happens when you, you know, he's in his mid forties. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So he's getting up there. Um, so who's the best driver right now? It's a great question. Um, I would I would say the best driver right now is Kevin Harvick. He's in Kevin his Harvick. 40s, but he's been winning a lot, and he's just um, he went, when he has when he has the best car underneath him, he seems like he's just so hard to beat, just wow. so so hard. They used to, they kind of nicknamed him the closer because at end of races he would come on and win, but now he's just um, when they, when he has it dialed in, I just it's it's hard to see anybody beating him. So, and then, and, and that's another thing for me is when you say somebody has the best car, because um, if we're competing and you have the best car, I want to get that same car. You know, whatever yeah, but, it is that's in your car, can we get it on my team? Yeah, yes and no. You know, like Kevin Harvick has three teammates, but none of them are running as good as he is. Mm. Uh, because it's, but what one driver can do, you know, a driver, one driver might be right. able to, get on the gas earlier and, and, you know, coming out of the turn and right. be able to go faster that way. Another driver might be able to kind of flutter the pedal and, and get through the turn better. And it's depending on how the car is set up. So right, right. it's, um, you know, the, it might, in very some ways you could say it's the 70% car, but there's still 30% skills, driver right. and, and skills and getting right. the driver to, uh, you know, to get get the car where it fits the driver's needs. There's a guy named Denny Hamlin. He's right. been winning a lot of races lately. In some way, I would say it's because of, you know, NASCAR is always changing, like, the height of, like, the rear spoiler, which affects the amount of downforce. Right. Right now, it's at an air, it's, at an, it's in an amount that really suits uh, Denny Hamlin's style, and he's okay. winning a lot of races. But, lot of race. but it, can be, it can be something – as simple as that, you know, Jeff Gordon was great. And then all of a sudden they changed the tires a little bit and he, you know, and he went into a slump back, you know, in the, in the early two thousands, all that kind of stuff can, can change, um, can change the driver's performance. Yeah. And you always wonder why, why are they making these changes though? Why are they making these changes? Um, Cause if I'm Jeff Gordon, I'm, I'm pretty upset about that. I mean, yeah. that, just, <laughs> that just costs me a lot of money. I too. think they're, oh, yeah, I think they're trying to either even the field or trying to, uh, uh, make it less uh, money for the for the teams to spend in some ways, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, whenever there's a rules change, that's the hard part. You ask drivers who say, "Hey, do you want this rule to be changed, or do you want this this uh, technical rule as far as the cars changed?" And you never know if they're telling you yes or no based on if it'll benefit them or whether it'll benefit the racing as a whole. Right. Oh, interesting. Um, if you can have ten drivers from any time till now just raise 10 of them who would you want to see race Ooh, i'd want to see uh aj Foyt, mario andretti tony stewart jimmy johnson richard petty david pearson um junior johnson junior jeff johnson. gordon junior okay. johnson was long he, he he's uh he was a moonshiner and you know, and then had great NASCAR career, and then was great as a winner. 
Uh, then let's see. I think I got two more. I would say Dale Earnhardt uh, Senior. Senior, okay. And, and um, uh, man, well, I could think got one more. I, Kevin, no, Kevin I, would, I would, I, you know, I would go with Dale Earnhardt Junior. Just because he's so, uh, especially later in his career, he's just so. Um, so so personable and just so you know and and, and a character that i think um you know it, it'd be it'd be fun to have him out there and seeing what he could do so you want to see him out there just because he's a nice guy he, he's a nice guy and he has talent and he's um you know he he keep it real i feel like junior finished uh a lot of ways, top five, top ten, maybe, but I feel like he didn't actually win a whole lot. Am I wrong? He didn't win a whole. Uh, he, he won about, I want to say, twenty six races in his career. Uh, they came in bunches, uh, a lot on tracks like Daytona and Talladega. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he had his slumps. Uh, you know, obviously he uh, battled concussions there late in his career. Right. Yep. But sure um, he, uh, you know, you know, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Okay. And, you know, I would, it'd be, it'd be hard to, you can't argue that based on what he did for the sport after his uh, father died. But, right. Uh, right. you know, I, th- I think he would have been, he would have been in the Hall of Fame based on his uh, performance stats. Uh, maybe not as a first ballot Hall of Famer, but eventually. Eventually would have been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he, uh, was he racing when his dad was also racing? Yeah. The big yeah. He, he finished. Big yes. No. He finished. Uh, he finished uh, third in the in the race. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. He finished second in the in the race uh, where his uh, father was killed. Oh, wait. The one that his father was killed. Mm-hmm. He finished second. He was finishing. He was finishing second. He finished second. And there's a lot. Of, you know. Uh, so Michael Waltrip finished first. Dale Jr. finished second. They both actually raced on a team by his father. His father was racing for a partner named Richard Childress. And there's a lot of people who believe that his, uh, his, his dad was blocking for him, you know, for oh. his two cars to win that race uh, when the crash happened. Oh, wow. You believe you buying that? Uh, I, I think he was blocking to get the best finish he could for himself. Okay. <laughs> but um, I, uh, it's uh it's one of those things that, that, that you'll never know, but uh, a lot of people do believe that, you know, he, he was certainly making sure that, that, you know, that his, uh, his, kid. That his car, that his kid and that his drivers, because he probably didn't have a chance to win because of where he was at the time uh, was probably um, making sure nobody else could pass him and get to them. Wow. Now that's, uh, that's Papa's love right there, man. That's, that's when you know your daddy truly loved mm-hmm. you, right? Wow. Um, so Bob, when you're not watching racing and doing all of that, what else are you watching? What, what are the sports actually grab your attention on TV? Um, college, college sports and, uh, football and basketball. I think that there's nothing Obviously basketball, nothing basketball, but basketball is just a great game. Like if you just sit and watch, like, you know, if you sit and watch the center, you know, and, and then watch in the kind of then sit back and watch how everything works around it. Right. I just, I just, I love that in basketball, football, football is a game. You know, if, if you're a reporter and you, you, you go to those games, it's just, it's, uh, it's so fast and so, um, brutal, uh, that, you know, it's, uh, 
it, it's it's incredible to watch. Wow, yeah, I think I've been to one uh, NFL games, uh, but I've been. I make sure I get to a couple of basketball games every year. Usually, I just drive down to Boston and uh, watch a good Celtics matchup. Just better for my for my money than uh, Madison Square Garden seems to be charging arms or legs to go up there. Um, have you been to the Garden? I've I've been to the Garden. Um, I haven't actually. I went to a Rangers game a couple a uh, year or two ago. Okay. Um. So. But uh, I don't think I've have been. Uh, I'm, I've been. I've only been full time in New York for a little over a year, and I never, okay. uh, never got to a. Haven't gotten to a next game. Yeah, yeah. No, just being down in the city, obviously, uh, it's it's good enough compared to us upstate. Uh, so, who's the best basketball player right now? Uh, man. Um, I mean, do you say LeBron or do you say, or is he, or is he no longer? Um, yeah, you know. he's active right now. Like, you I know. mean, so, okay, so what do we, how about we just say, uh, give me a top five right now. Gather that point. Basketball my, uh, my, my top five would right. be, um, LeBron. Right. Um, uh, uh, Giannis, is Giannis, that the way I pronounce yep, it? Yeah, yep, I mean, Giannis I'd say the Greek freak, but the you know, Greek, hey, that's um, all right. He is the Greek. Can I say he that? Actually, right. Yeah, you can. He actually okay. came up and said he loves that nickname. All right, uh, uh, know, James so, Harden. James Harden, that's right. Um, you know, uh, what you got? Would you say Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi, absolutely. That's a being. All there. right, and then who would be? Lead. Who would be my? Uh, who would be my fifth? Who would be um, fifth? Who's the man. guy? Like Rondo when he's healthy. No, don't but... do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, Not even top uh, fifty. Don't do that. Okay. Um, uh, I'm, we I'm have... trying to think of. I'm trying to think. Of, you know, I spent a lot of time in Charlotte. Who's the guy from Charlotte who just went? Who just? Uh, who just yeah, you left know, last no, year. Kemba. Kemba. Yeah. Yeah, he's but, not in but, there. He's not at you wouldn't consider him in there? No. Not it. Uh maybe he's top I mean, twenty see, maybe mean, top twenty five. All right. Yeah. But I, I do I do I think you're on the on the right path with some of the guys you have though. But I I'll throw some more names out there at you that okay. you can put in uh LTKD. Right? Healthy mm, healthy okay. Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh healthy Steph Curry. The healthy Steph Curry, yep. Gosh, how can I forget um, Steph? Right. He's another North Carolina guy who exactly. It's probably why I put it down. You know, when you're in North Carolina, <laughs> then the Steph Curry love is amazing. Right. And right. So, uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, Steph is in there. Um, but I think after that, then you just kind of have a toss up between Joe Kidd from Denver, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook. Uh, you know, you, you got, got the Kyrie in there. Kyrie's not in my top ten. Okay. No, but um, Jokic is in there. I think you have to put uh, Russell Westbrook in there. Anthony Davis, right? Plays with LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah probably. Yeah, so that would probably be yeah, probably my nine or my ten right there. Um, and then probably Embiid from Philly. You know, you just got to get a little tougher. But. Oh, yeah. But I think he has the talent to be in there. And then Paul George is in there somewhere either between 9 and 11, I think. 
Then you got Damian Lillard, and then you can start throwing Jason Tatum, Kyrie, and all that boys in there. Um, <laughs> but for, I mean, I definitely think healthy KD, in my opinion, is the best player in the league when he's healthy. Uh, and then I'll probably put Giannis number two, uh, and then LeBron and Kawhi will follow. So it's because I don't think you can stop KD when he's healthy. I, I've seen it; no one can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So beautiful sport. Um, Can we just bring Allen Iverson back? Oh my goodness, you a big AI fan? I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just little man, big heart. Yeah, you just. I mean, you could you could watch him. I could watch him all day. It was worth the money. Absolutely, so. AI was worth the money. The only guy uh, living in Indiana, being a Pistons fan, the only guy that I know when he comes to town, we are going to lose. I just, I just felt it like we couldn't stop him. It wasn't Travis Best. It wasn't Reggie. No one could stop him. I was just like, AI is coming in town. Pest is going to lose. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. Forget it. Yep. Hey, yeah, I mean, where, where, where's, where does Sabonis, since you're being... Ooh, where's Sabonis? The Pest is Sabonis? Yeah. It's not in there yet. Somewhere. It's not in there yet. Okay. Not yet. I think another year like you have this year, that will push him in there. All right. um, even though he made an all-star game, I don't think that necessarily, you know, it's just you having a great year. So once you do it again, yeah. but I think it will. So I, I expect him to probably crack that top 20 next year. Uh, anyway, but that kid, is, that kid is fabulous, though. I mean, I, I love watching him play. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the best has got a good one there. They just got to figure out how to make that team work with all the people and all of that. Another IU. <laughs> right, so... That's but, right. Yeah, but hey, Bob, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time out tonight, man. I appreciate you coming on and just chatting with me. All right, Johnny. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out to have me on. Absolutely, man. Um, I think there's a race tomorrow, right? Is it a, is it a truck series or a yeah, No, cup, cup race uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night at uh, Kansas. Okay, so that means all the big boys are running. The big, the big guys are running on a Thursday night. They want to... They're using the pandemic to kind of see if uh, any of these weeknight races with uh, with the stars uh, resonate, and you know, it's great. I, I mean, so. it's working for UFC. It's great. I mean, yeah. So, so they're going to see. I mean, granted, I think. I mean, you got some baseball on tomorrow night. Some, but uh, I think it'll, it'll still give them a good gauge. Right. I'm um, I'm tired of the guys after a race that they can do it again the next day or in two days. They can do that, right? They, they they can um the you know they've been run a lot more because of COVID, the, the rescheduling right, yeah right. you know they ran in texas last week you know they would never normally run in texas in in july okay right you know so uh it's been uh in, they, they typically you know after the long 400 500 mile races mm-hmm. they, they they you know they need a couple of they could use a couple of days. They, couple of it's days not that off. they couldn't go, but uh, but the, the thing is, is that like a track like they're going to be doing back to back races, three hundred mile races at uh, in Dover, Delaware, and that's a one mile concrete high bank track, and and there'll be more that'll be more wear and tear on their body than like a four hundred or five hundred mile race, even in a little bit of heat, right. just because of the g forces that they're pulling throughout right. the entire race. Okay. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. All right. But as fans, we, I mean, especially with nothing else to watch on TV at nighttime, I think we, we love it. That's the reason why UFC has been blowing up too. 
everybody's at home, nothing to watch. And we all just sitting there just watching guys fight. Uh, it's the same thing with, you know, with the racing thing. It's on TV now. Thursdays, I think it was Wednesday and Thursdays, so just Saturday and Sundays. And I've been paying more attention, partly because of fantasy, but, you know. <laughs> partly because I'm playing. I'm using my money on FanDuel, so I was like, hey. Are you? That guy, well, Kenny Harvick, is always winning, so let me get him. Yeah, I mean, a lot more people are watching because of because uh, they uh, they got some uh, coin in the game. Yeah, absolutely. That's listen. That's exactly how I start watching baseball fantasy leagues, uh, and then now I can tell you what those pitching numbers means and the counts. And prior to that, I have no idea who these guys were. Uh, but once I start putting money into it, I had to learn the game. So. You know, sometimes you just got to take a little risk to learn something. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Hey, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming to the show. I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me on, Johnny. Absolutely. Oh, before you leave, so who are you picking to win against tomorrow? Who am I picking to win tomorrow? It's uh, they're in Kansas. You know what? I'm gonna, Kyle Bush has been running better lately. I'm going to go pick Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. Okay. All right. We got it on record. Kyle Bush. Bob is big and cow for the race tomorrow in Kansas. Bob, thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good night. We'll do it again soon. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Point Noted Podcast with Johnny B and Rashad B. Follow us on Twitter at PT Noted and Instagram at Point Noted. Hit the subscribe and follow button to follow us and check out more episodes of us talking a whole bunch of shit. You've been noted.